Hello, and welcome to another episode of Myths and Stories, a Destiny 2 lore podcast. Today, we are continuing our, um, again, I I have a hard time calling it history of the Vex. Uh, Coverage of the Vex, I guess, would be a better better term here. Uh, But yeah, the history of the Vex as it relates to us, the Guardian. Uh, If you missed our first episode of how Vex work and time travel and all that stuff, definitely go check that one out. Uh, that one's super important to understanding everything we talked about in our previous episode as well as this episode. Um, so yeah, it's, it's Vex time travel. They don't, they don't, again, no DeLoreans, no TARDISes, no timey-wimey, wobbly-wobbly stuff, no, none of that. It's completely different. Uh, but yeah, so last time we kind of got through the early, um, early history of, of Destiny, uh, that being their encounter with uh, the Hive and the creation of Quoria, which led to a whole mess of stuff. Uh, then, as well as their interactions with us and the, in the Soul System, with the Ishtar Collective and Maya Sundaresh and her team working on them and doing their observations and stuff, and learning that the Vex can simulate stuff in a very, very exact uh, manner, like even down to like how a person's going to react to a situation. Uh, so much so that they had a hard time understanding if they were even in, if Maya's team was in a, was, was a simulation or not. They had to call in a war mine and be like, okay, are we a simulation? They had to send all that info through there. Well, then they did what uh, scientists do best and took that info and said, well, if you're observing us, that means there's that many copies of us out there that are able to observe back and report back. So they sent all their little copies, jumped off the, the, the cliff into the VEX network and have whooshed away into, into network land. Uh, so this is where we're going to kind of pick back up with them. Uh, uh, Myth, what, where, where, where are we starting here? Yeah, so uh, we're going to do a little side note still during the Golden Age, and then we're going to get into the pre- um d1 city age uh so that that little side note for the golden age is that um sometime after the ishtar academy team released their copies into the vex network uh clovis bray stole uh, a vex from ishtar to use in his experiments on europa which eventually led to his discovery of um, the planet volantis and the use of clarity on Vex Milk to make Alkahest, which solved the whole exo billboarding problem. Um, we discussed that in great detail in our Clovis series, if any of that sounds interesting. Um, Definitely check that stuff out, too, because that was another, yeah. another fun little set of, of Vex history as it relates to us. Yeah, uh, and we did also cover some of that in our first episode of this series because Clovis has probably the most uh, scientific analysis of the Vex and how they came to be and why they are the way they are. Um, And all of that is discussed in that Clovis series, but we did talk about the Vex-specific portions during the episode one of this series. Um, But that's when all of... Uh, all of that was happening at this time, post the Ishtar Academy uh, studies and well before the City Age. But So the next step is the City Age, but prior to our Guardian being there. 
Um, and we can't, we have to talk about the vault of glass next. So, so much more important than I realized it was. I think even yes. more than you realized it was. Yes. Until I was like digging through data and kind of putting some pieces together. Like I knew it was a cool place and that it was a, a an area for Vex simulation and like processing and was important, but I didn't realize how important. Um, so to reiterate, the Vault of Glass is the Vex's own micro universe slash dimension that exists outside of the main timeline. It is, it, you can kind of think of it as the Vex version of a distributary or even an ascendant plane. Um, it's their own little pocket universe that they have presumably built or they have decided the rules for. And the way that Vault of Glass works and why it is special is that uh, the, the data that is present within the vault is categorized and interpreted by specialized units there called the oracles. Uh, the oracles then flag things within the vault of glass for deletion, and the Templar takes those requests and uses its negation to erase the da that data's existence from the vault of glass pocket universe. Doesn't, doesn't that just like terrify the shit out of you? So so every time so now I'm gonna put what Myth just said into like a into like a mechanical sense of like what you see in game. Like those oracles, if you don't kill those oracles, they literally flag you for deletion and, and not just deletion, erasure from time. You no longer exist in the normal timeline. As soon as you step through that gate in Vault of Glass, you are now in their rules. Your rules don't apply anymore. And so if it, if you don't kill an oracle and the oracle wipes your team, you are technically getting erased. Your entire team is getting erased from existence. Like your guardian never mm -hmm. existed. All of his interactions never existed. It, like that, that's mind blowing first off. Like, especially for us, VIP 2014, that means like none of destiny ever happened. Like we yeah. are kind of like the main thing in destiny to like solve all of destiny's problems. And so if we never existed, destiny fails. Like, the city falls, the Savathun wins, like Oryx wins. Like it, it, it's so much more bigger than just like, Oh, you, you fell to an Oracle. That sucks. But again, if you, if you follow that and then you get sent to the Templar and then the Templar just fully decides, yeah, you're, you're getting negated. So that, that negation ritual in there, when you're like, Hey, everyone meet up in the center, three, two, one in, and he negates somebody that somebody just got blipped out of the timeline. And the only reason, the only reason you're even able to res in there is because of paracausality. That's the only thing saving you inside the Vault of Glass is paracausality. And the only reason that paracausality exists in the Vault of Glass is because of the very first fire team that went there. I, I, I love so. this. I love this. I'm so excited. <laughs> I've, I, I have tons of theories with this, with this fire team. Yeah, so... We are going to start our talks with the Vault of Glass. Now that you've got a little kind of synopsis of how the vault works, and we talked a little bit about that in episode one as well. Um, now let's talk about the fire team that braved the Vault of Glass. Uh, so the main driving force behind the formation of this fire team is a titan by the name of Kabir. 
Uh, now, Kabir participated previously in the Great Hunt with Pananan and Praedith. Uh, and that was the hunt for the Ahamkara, which we also have an episode about. Um, after the hunt, he, for some reason, became obsessed with the Vex and the Vault. Uh, perhaps as a side effect of Praedith's wish during the hunt to fight forever. I was, I was going to ask, I, I know during the hunt, that was the wish that was made. I couldn't remember which of the fire team made that fight. Praedith was the one that made the wish. Um, but we know that Praedith ends up where he ends up because of Kabir. So maybe his wish affected multiple people kind of thing. Could be. Um, but so Kabir is obsessed with the vault. And sometime after the great hunt, he opened the vault of glass with two other unknown guardians. However, in the process of opening the vault, they were erased from existence, which led Kabir to then seek out Praedith and Pananan to explore the vault further. So these are two different instances of two different fire teams. One's with Kabir and two randos. Um, Two blueberries. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Poor guys. They they didn't even know. He's just sitting in the tower, just inviting people. Like, hey, uh, I'm I need to go on this trip. Uh, you want to come with? And these blueberries are like, I've never heard of the Vault of Glass. What's that? And he's like, Well, let me tell you about it. <laughs> and then they show up and get a race from time. You're like, Huh? Guess I did this on my own. Like, well, here's here's what blows my mind. Because they were from a race with time. Prior to that, they may not have been blueberries. They could have been his best friends. Oh they could have God. been other people on the great hunt with Pananan and Praedith and him. This could have but been, but they like just a, don't exist anymore. This could have been a full like six man fire team. It could have been, but these two guys are they? They're unknown now because they are like. How do we even know that two guys went with him? That's 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 what's like mind blowing about this whole thing with the Vault of Glass is like erasure from time is is a mind blowing concept, and it's just. It's super neat. The only reason that we believe slash know that other people helped him open it is because it's not possible to open it alone. You have to have three people. There are three different plates you have to stand on. Can't stand on a single plate by yourself. Or you can't stand on all three plates by yourself. Otherwise, the yeah. sole praetoriate? Uh, it is the... So oh, I don't have the list of them up. I knew it. Um, I knew it. I knew I'd catch you off guard. Yeah, I I should have had them up. Uh, it is going. So the soul collective is all of them. Um, it is the Hazen protective that protects the vault of glass. So so those are the ones that like as you're standing on the plates. If you step off it and they come and reclaim it, those are the ones that are reclaiming those plates. Yeah, they're specifically the ones that are outside the Vault of Glass protecting it, the Hazen Protective. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, so we we know that Kabir had somebody else because uh, one, one lore entry we're going to read a little later, but uh, lore entries that I'm going to read right now are actually the entries off of the uh, armor set that Titans get from the Vault of Glass raid. Um, which are Kabir's armor. It's the battle cage of Kabir, Kabir's brazen grips, Kabir's wrath, Kabir's forceful greaves. Like they're all Kabir's armor. Um, and the flavor text on those, they don't have a lore card, uh, but the flavor text for those pieces put together says, 
Kabir fought the Vex alone, but somehow they didn't kill him. He consumed their technology like fire, fashioning armor from their remains. In the aftermath, he became obsessed with the machines. So, Kabir fought the Vex alone, but somehow they didn't kill him. For some Vex reason. Because he wasn't really alone. He wasn't really alone. Uh, And we have more evidence that points to that later on. Uh, But so Kabir, you know, opens the vault, finds Panan and Pradit, these other these other members that he is uh, he was in the great hunt with. Um, And so they uh, enter the vault together. Now they were woefully unprepared for the vault of glass and they were quickly overwhelmed. And the thing to remember about the inside of the vault of glass is like I said before, this is a micro universe. This is a micro dimension of the Vex's design. The Vex have no way to understand paracausality. Therefore, the light and or dark could not exist in this micro dimension if they're the ones that made it. Because they don't know how, like, they don't have a concept for creating light or dark. So when they stepped into the Vault of Glass originally, by all accounts, their light was cut off. They had no means to access paracausal powers in the vault because they didn't exist in this universe. That's that's just terrifying. That's, that's, A little bit. <laughs> that's all there is to it. That is terrifying. So they're they're woefully unprepared. We don't know a ton about what exactly happened and the skirm like we don't know, oh, they had this fight here and they had this fight here kind of thing. All we know is that they entered and Pananan ran and Kabir and Pradith were trapped. So Pananan escaped. I and we'll we'll talk about what they did afterwards, but Kabir and Pradith are trapped in the vault. And Kabir had grafted this armor from the Vex bodies. And when it says in uh, he consumed their technology like fire, he literally consumed an oracle. He drank an oracle. Uh, Bold move, which, buddy. <laughs> yeah. We call, we call you uh, Titans crayon eaters. That's not... Uh... <laughs> Apparently you'll also eat oracles. I that's that's a bold I don't know. That's that's a bold I don't know thing. That's like, the right choice, but you know. Freaking uh, oracle drinkers. So he drank an oracle, drinking the radiolaria, so it's assimilating him with the vex from the inside out at this point. Ooh. But his final act as he's changing into this vex is to use what what light he brought in with him, you know what light is stored in his body or in his ghost, I uh, latently, and now this new vex transformation to form himself or form a piece of himself into something to help the next people that venture into the vault. And that is known as the Aegis. 
the little the little relic shield you pick up. That's what's yep. left of Kabir. That is I what like, is left I like of Kabir. Th- I like to think of it as like th- Kabir. I, and again, this could just be like me coming up with a random theory or a random like storyline thing for my own amusement. I always I always think of this as like Kabir is the Templar. That's what Kabir eventually transforms into. Um, and because Vex work the way they work, and this is a whole pocket universe for them, he like that is that is why the Aegis works against the Templar. Is it's able to pierce the Templar's shield using whatever stored light was in there because that's what's left of of Kabir. I, that's that's probably not true at all or anything like that. I just I just like that little like theory of like the Templar is Kabir or like the ve- the the Vex that Kabir turned into and everything that was left of of Vex of Kabir's light uh, is what was poured into that Aegis and and allows you to defeat the Templar with it. It's it's a fun idea. Um... There is no basis in fact none. for it. None whatsoever. Uh, <laughs> Just my cute little actually, like, oh, this would be neat. Yeah, we, we will see some indications of other things that may have happened to Kabir. Um, but uh, but yeah, not only did Kabir, like not, not only is the Aegis a vestige of Kabir's light, what he left behind, it also merged Vextech with light and made light part of this pocket universe like it 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 gave a loophole to the light to allow it to exist here uh which Dude, that, is why that helps explain so much stuff <laughs> yeah which is why when our guardians enter the vault like we have all of our abilities in in the ways that we expect to because he's kind of punched a hole in their pocket dimension to let let the light come through to help us as we are you know, going through the vault. Um, but he has, uh, he left a message as well. Uh, and this is from the relic, the Aegis, uh, grimoire card from destiny one. I, and on it, it says this, these are the last words of Kabir, the legionless. I have destroyed myself to do this. They have taken my ghost. They are in my blood and brain. But now there is hope. I have made a wound in the vault. I have pierced it and let in the light. Bathe in it and be cleansed. Look to it and understand. From my own light and from the thinking flesh of the Vex, I have made a shield. The shield is your deliverance. It will break the unbreakable. It will change your fate. Bind yourself to the shield. Bind yourself to me. And if you abandon your purpose, let the vex consume you as it consumed me. And now it is done. If I speak again, I am not Kabir. That's the end of that, dude. I, 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 again, in my head, Kabir's the Templar. But wouldn't that be super cool if there was a Kabir in there? Like, if you came across a Kabir, and then, like, unless if you read that lore card, like, you had no idea, like, why is this thing attacking me? Like, that'd be awesome. So, through the creation of the Aegis, he has offered a way for light to exist in the Vault of Glass um, by making the Aegis kind of the 
how how it funnels in and then eventually to us um so we uh so we have him like creating this hole in the dimension um but kabir was heard from kind of once more uh we see in the curse of osiris actually uh kabir gives us a message and gives an explanation on how the vex see light and dark uh and this is from kabir's glass aegis which is a ship from curse of osiris um and the lore card on it goes like this well joined glass sky return impossible case presence return vestigial vault aegis awakened infinite the case of future return inevitable light truth dark if the warden see if the wardens see the bright as death and the thinkers equate black with end then their our their design is not malevolent it is survival she is was is wrong there is no evil there is no despise there is no separation there is harmony inside if you allow it it was not done i speak again and was wrong i am still him and i am now them and that is the future and that's the end of that card this this is like this is like trying to read computer code <laughs> kind of <laughs> yeah what it feels like <laughs> but like what it, like what he's saying here is is that the 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 portions of this text where it's like us them us them or like uh is our is our these are two different things that are happening one kabir is merged with the vex which means he's also part of the vex network um so for all intents and purposes he is a vex now uh what type of sim like if this if if we were to believe that this message is a new message from him uh then there is still some type of semblance of him left in the vex Mm -hmm. network uh that's that's the we this we them we them thing it's the 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 machine itself is fighting with itself to say us as the vex and then them as the vex as kabir pointing to them then there's the is our thing that's the whole thing with the time travel stuff because the past is the present is the future all of that is all the same to the vex they they can't they can't definitively use uh um what would you call that uh um I can't remember the there's an English term for um the the past, present, and future. Participles, is that right? Tense. Tense. Thank you. Wow. Yeah. Uh <laughs> it's like the other day I forgot the like I forgot the word for episode. We had to restart the recording a couple times. <laughs> uh so yeah, so they the they don't have a frame of reference for tense because they can't they, they there is no past tense to them. There is no future tense to them, there is no present tense to them. Everything is all the same time. 
so it's that's the machine fighting with itself, giving that is our is our thing. Uh, but this is also uh, there's kind of like a little hidden message in here, right? Yeah. So there's there's a couple little interesting messages here. Um, so the first one, and it, it's hard to denote. Uh, verbally, uh, I would recommend looking this card up to kind of see how it's laid out. But they they kind of have in that computer code way, um, they have like case past colon return parenthesis impossible. Kabir can never return to his past. Like Kabir will never return as he was. Right. Case present return vestigial, and then it lists vault ages awakened infinite. In the present, at any given moment in the present, Kabir is exists vestigially as the Aegis in the vault. Uh, in the case future, return is inevitable. And then it says light, truth, dark. So it, it seems like they're indicating that sometime in the future, it's inevitable that Kabir will return but could be the person or could be the shield well and i think that's i think that's what it is is it's they're they're either talking about light and dark or light as like the the paracausal power that goes through the shield or they're sure. talking about kabir as the person and it's unclear which one i'd i'd guess if if, if i were to take an educated guess i i would I would err on the side of the shield and the light from the shield. Because again, thinking of the Vex, they've assimilated him. Like they, they, he is them for all intents and purposes. But then of course there is that like one little inkling of like, well, this whole message is like him fighting with them. Right. Trying to prove that he is still in existence. But from him leaving a message earlier saying, if I speak again, it's not me. But then like in the, in the later part of this message uh, or this reading, it, it says like, I, I was wrong. Yes. So, um, yeah, so that, that little bit, uh, so it says, uh, there being the Vex, um, there slash our desire is not malevolent, uh, malevolent. It is survival. She is slash was wrong. There is no evil. There is no despise. There is no separation. She, the she, she being who? She being the exo stranger. Because the Exo Stranger has a statement in Destiny 1 where she says the Vex are so evil they disregard other evil. Gotcha. And this is Kabir saying, no, she's wrong. There is no evil. They are not acting out of malevolence. It's just just survival. They are, they are, they are, uh, um, God, what what, what phrase you can, perpetuating the, the pattern. Yep. That's all that's all they care about. Survive. Yep. There is no good or evil because they don't see anything as a good or evil. There is no moral high ground. There's no morality at all. It's just survive. Oh my God, dude. How did you how did you okay? How the hell did you connect that one phrase <laughs> with that? Like that's kind of cool. Like I never even realized that that's what those two are connecting to. But that's amazing. Yeah, I I won't take credit for that. That was uh something that I saw in uh, one of the articles talking about this ship that someone else had made that connection. That's um, fucking cool. One line, it, it one is, little, really cool. one little blip of a line, and then the the Vex to to hear that because because again the Vex have tons of simulations, so they had to have at one point in time simulated something similar to this, so they would have heard that that speech given to us, and mm-hmm. then turn around and be like, no, that's still not correct. 
we're just trying to survive. That's yeah, awesome. And, and Kabir here is like, it was not done. I speak again and was wrong. I am still him and I am now them. And that is the future. So this seems to indicate that Kabir is truly believing that like assimilation into the Vex is the inevitable end to everything. Cause that's, that's, like, that, that was kind of like future. my question on that. Like, is, is he saying here that he is, he's kind of accepting his fate of like, like, and again, fate's the whole like thing revolving around this, right? Like guardians make their own fate. Uh, but is he saying that he has accepted his fate as like, I am now part of the Vex. This is the way it was always supposed to be because the Vex are the final, the, I'm going to put final shape in quotations. Cause that's a whole nother theory, <laughs> yeah. crazy set of theories going on there. But like, because the Vex are the, the final shape of the universe of being like, that's all there is because that's all there ever will be. Um, or is he saying like, I'm still here. Like there's a part of my consciousness still active here that is able to send thoughts that is still fighting with the Vex on a consciousness level. I think he's saying that, um, I, I think it's a little bit of both. I think it's a, I think it's a little bit of like being the harbinger of the Vex, like the Vex are the end to everything. Um, and it's not, and he's saying like, I was wrong. It's not bad. It's harmonious. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, but then at the same time, he is, uh, you know, he still has a some kind of vestige of himself, uh, where he can refer to himself as I, instead of we or you know us or right. that kind of thing. So, it it it's it's a little bit of both. Like he's kind of fighting it, but at the same time, there's at least a piece of him that thinks that like this is the the perfect tranquility to all things kind of thing. That's that's still scary as shit. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. Not wrong. Uh but that's that's technically the last time we've heard from Kabir. Uh was in Curse of Osiris with that. Uh but that doesn't mean that Kabir's exploits have not been talked about by others. Uh and this is something specific. So um we will find that Pradith who has gone through his own trials and tribulations in the vault, uh, pretty much disappeared from the timeline. No one really, you know, his existence was erased uh, in a way that no one really knew he existed outside of the vault. Kabir, however, perhaps because of how he, you know, wasn't erased, but was assimilated or um, something was remembered uh, by Pananin, who uh, escaped um, and uh, actually wrote a book <laughs> after he escaped Vault of Glass. And in that book, he specifically talks about uh, some of the things he remembers having heard from Kabir during their time together. Interesting. Uh, yeah. And so we it's just kind of a few quotes that uh, he has said. Um, that Kabir said, and Pahanan put them together, and we see uh, what those quotes are in the Vault of Glass, um, the grimoire card titled Vault of Glass from Destiny 1. Uh, and that one goes like this. His name was Kabir. He wasn't my friend, but I knew and respected him as a guardian and a good man. He fought the Vex alone. 
This destroyed him. In the time before he vanished, he said things that I think should be remembered. These are some of them. In the vault, time frays and a needle moves through it. The needle is the will of Atheon. I do not know the name of the shape that comes after the needle. No one can open the vault alone. I opened the vault. There was no one with me. But I was not alone. This one, unfortunately, debunks your Templar theory. You will meet the Templar in a place that is a time before or after stars. The stars will move around you and mark you and sing to you. And they will decide if you are real. I drank of them, and it tasted like the sea. And that's the end of that one. Sad face. Sad face. I don't know. I'm still <laughs> going with it. Uh, so yeah. So like, and and this, the 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 two things to kind of take from this, the the part where like the vault can't be opened alone. You you cannot physically. Uh, because the outside of the vault is part of our physical universe, it still holds all those properties. So because it requires a three-man team, at least a three-man team, one guarding each plate, he could not have opened it alone. But because the other two were erased from time, he doesn't know how he did it alone. He just knows that something else was there. And then kind of moving forward, the whole, um, the stars, those, that's what he's talking about the oracles. He drank of yep. the stars, he drank of the oracles, they taste like the sea, the sea of vex milk. Um and and then again kind of explaining how the oracles and the templar work together to erase things from time. The oracles mark you, now you're marked for erasure. The the templar goes through and says, "Okay, yep, these things are not supposed to be here. Negate them." Boop, does his negation thing, wipe from the timelines. Yep. So Hanan remembered enough about Kabir to write these things down and at least spread his name around to those that would would listen. But he also kind of went a little nuts, didn't he? He went a little nuts. So the other thing Pahanan is known for is uh, they are the inventor of the SGA, or Super Good Advice, machine gun, uh, which is a sentient weapon. um, And Pahanan made this because they were afraid of being alone after Vault of Glass. Um, I couldn't find anywhere this is specifically stated, so maybe it's just fan theory, but I I think the idea was he always wanted something to observe him because he was afraid if someone wasn't observing him to confirm he was there, that like he would just poof out of existence. Like he would be erased at any moment. I mean, that's the whole vault of glass, so <laughs> pretty sound theory there. Yeah. Um, yeah, but so the super good advice uh, lore card, um, or grimoire from D1, um, backs us up a little bit, uh, and it says this. This machine gun's incredible mechanism hints at the wonders of golden age technology. Smart rounds report their trajectories to the weapon, and a microtransmat protocol recalls missed shots directly to the magazine. Engineers decry the idea that all smart systems spontaneously develop personalities and awareness, 
but it seems undeniable that super good advice manifests personality, memory, and a certain sass. The truth may lie in the weapon's connection to the legendary hunter Pananan, who witnessed the fall of Kabir and became terrified of traveling alone. That's the end of that card. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think it. I think he did. I think he did it specifically so he could have something in this physical universe that could observe him, and therefore he, because something is observing him, he will be remembered or maybe he can't be erased from time. I I don't know. Like, yeah, I like, I like that theory. No, interestingly enough, Hunter Pananan, who witnessed the fall of Kabir, no mention of Praetith in there. Right. Again, Praetith is, he doesn't exist as far as anyone on the normal timeline is concerned. That's, that's, Praetith is just gone. That just, on the one hand, that's like, damn it. And on the other hand, like, Damn it! Like that just sucks. <laughs> like, but but the uh, but the but the crazy thing to me is, I swear, and maybe I'm jumping ahead in the in the, in the story here. I swear, Praetis sends us a signal. So you are jumping ahead. Okay, um, I'll be patient. Yeah. So Praetis, although no longer existing in our timeline, was not erased. He continued in the vault of glass but that was now the only place he existed i uh, but so to jump back to panan for a moment um panan created super good advice uh eventually he uh joined up with wei ning who we know from um uh wei ning and ariana from uh eris morn's original fire team um and the the whole uh, what was it called? The Great Disaster with Crota. Um, the the worst but, the worst six man. Well, I can't <laughs> say the worst six man. I feel like the worst six man would have been the Vault of Glass. But I mean, four, four of them at, at least three of them got d- deleted from time, so we didn't even know they existed. Yeah. And the other one is stuck. <laughs> yeah so uh but Pahanan met up with waning and ariana and was with them for a while before eventually um falling victim to dredgen yor in the crucible uh which we talked about in our dredgen series uh so that is the unfortunate end of Pahanan, um as well as you know kabir we we more or less know what what came of him but what about Praetith? What, what about happened Praetith? to Praetith? Because I've got so, I've got a sniper, like Yep. The good little yep. good little sniper with his wee wee wind wounds. <laughs> yeah. Uh so Praetith did not assimilate with the Vex the same way that Kabir did, but he became trapped in the vault of glass uh, and was removed from time outside of the vault of glass. So all record of him was erased. And while he was trapped in the vault, Praetith describes himself as being in a cell, in like a prison cell, that appears to be set adrift on all of space and time that the Vex have ever seen or simulated. And he starts to keep record of some of the things he's seeing. By nature of uh, 
voice recordings to his ghost who is still alive and with him in this space though i uh, may would probably still have access to the light in some way because kabir has now made his sacrifice to allow light into this universe um but apparently not enough to you know do anything about breaking out of this place so Pradith is in this cell set adrift and he starts to record what he's seeing. Um, and so we're going to go through some of those recordings. Uh, the first recording, um, and all of these, by the way, uh, come to us from the flavor text of quest logs. Uh, and the first quest uh, is called Blood in the Garden. And the uh, recording with it says... The black garden sprawls before me. It twists and shifts, almost too fast to follow. Sometimes grounded on Mars, sometimes somewhere else. Through its twisting passages, lurches his hulking construct, called forth by the faith of the sole progeny. The groundskeeper keeps them safe. And that's the end of that recording. Remind me again who the soul progeny was. So the soul progeny in D1 is the three large uh, minotaur gate lords that we kill uh, in our attack on the Black Heart. The three that get animated and, and yes. we fight them. Yep, yep. I'm following. Those three are the soul those, progenies. Those are the only three that are the soul progeny. Oh, yep. man, that's got a lot of like subtext there right like a little bit <laughs> yeah that's okay okay all right he does mention mars and and he does i'm curious about that like i i know that one of i can't say the entrance to the to the black garden because we already know of a second one um mm-hmm. on the moon uh but it's interesting that like everyone always thinks of the garden as being on mars but this isn't necessarily true because even when we enter the garden the first time with our ghost back in D1, they're like, I don't know where this is. So the garden operates similarly to the vault of glass in, in that it is its own space. It is its own like little pocket dimension. Okay. Uh, it is as much on Mars as the vault of glass is on Venus. Oh, uh, Okay. There, there's a way to access it there. Gotcha. But as soon as you access it, you're in another dimension. So it's like you're you're no longer anywhere. You're not you're not on Mars. You're not on Venus. You're not on Moon. You're nowhere. You're you're right. just flipped. Right. Um. So Kabir, through his just like in his cell as it's floating through space time, sees um, the Black Garden and. Uh, sees the soul progeny um, in, in the garden and presumably saw the black heart or uh, where it would be. Sure. Um, he continues in flavor text for a quest titled Approach the Black Garden. Uh, and it says, The roles of the Vex, their purpose, their drive. I can't understand it won't understand didn't understand but still they do what they do 
the world minds of the collective passing instructions across time. That's the end of that one. So just reiterating what we talked about in episode one, where uh, Vex are communicating with all other Vex at every point in time uh, at any given moment. Um, so we have another, uh, one from here, which the, uh, the quest titles just talk to Lakshmi too, which isn't particularly descriptive, but the recording attached to it from, uh, Pradith says this. Every timeline I see through the door of my cell, every sliver of reality bears one constant, her. She's always there, standing, sometimes off to the side, sometimes in the foreground, sometimes sad, sometimes speaking to herself, and always carrying a gun. And that's the end of that little message. Got, got to be the excess stranger. Absolutely. Um, no, there's no way it isn't. Like, if there's anyone connected more to the Vex with a gun, no, there's no way. Well, cemented even more by the fact that um, the Exo Stranger's rifle is also Praetith's rifle. That's, is his, that, that's his fuck, pulse rifle from that, Destiny 1. That fucks me up so much. Like, uh, we were looking through this the other day in the in the uh, collections tab um, in D2, um, there, that gun is, and, and again, I don't know how true this is, but I'm pretty sure that these are all the same gun. Um, there's the stranger's rifle. Then there's, there's a version of it that you build uh, back in Curse of Osiris, the, the, what I would call the first iteration of weapon crafting. Yeah. Um, there's a version of it there. That's all nice and shiny and Vex-like. Then there's a version of it covered in leaves and green and stuff that you got during the season of Undying. I think it's called the Ab- Abhorrent. Um, I can't remember the name of the first one. I wish I could. Um, but I think all of these are the same rifle. They all turn into uh, No Time to Explain, or at some point in time were in their t- in the timeline of this gun was No Time to Explain. Like, it's it's all yeah. of these are all... The Stranger's Rifle, No Time to Explain, Abhorrent, and this fourth one that I can't remember the name of, these are all the same gun. Yeah. Um, so uh, the Pulse Rifle that we're referring to, because I don't think it's... It might not be Indy 2, is Prey to This Timepiece is the, the Pulse Rifle. I don't think it's called that um, in D2. I know it's called that in D1. I don't think it exists in D2. I don't think it does either. I think the only iterations uh, of it that do exist are that one called, I think it's called like Injuncture or something like that is the first yeah. one. And then Ad, Ad, Abhorrent, I think, is the second one. Uh, the one with all the leaves and stuff all over it. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, so the the kind of prevailing theory is that Praetith, it, it's a bit of a paradox. Praetith saw the gun in these little glimpses, he saw the exo stranger wielding these gun, wielding this gun in these little glimpses throughout time. And so he, in his prison cell created the first version of the gun he saw and then set it adrift with the Vex, 
uh, and it ended up somewhere in the timeline of the Vex and then made its way to the Exo Stranger through various retrofits and rebuilds and, and whatnot. Um, and There's possibly a, multiple versions of it I if was, it's just floating in the Vex network. I was going to say, like, these could all just be different versions of it if it hits different timelines at different times, right? Like Exactly, yep. That's Because I swear, and again, I could just be pulling from nowhere, I swear there's an entry somewhere that Clovis Bray enters a whatever and pulls this rifle from a group of dead Vex and, like, hands it to Elsie and is like, this is your rifle. Uh, not, I, I don't believe it's from a, uh, group of dead Vex, but for sure, Elsie, um, when we were talking about, uh, the Banshee, Banshee's Lament quest, right. um, during our Clovis Bray section, Elsie opens up the weapons locker and finds her rifle in there. And it is this, the stranger's rifle, um, and that's the weapon that also, I think, unlocks like all of her original memories or right. prompts prompts it, her to somehow recover her it, original it, memories. It, I don't remember it, exactly. I want to say like her memory bank was in there too. That could be. I that think that's what it was. Both. Yeah. I just wish I could remember um, where I remember this, this lore entry from of Clovis picking this thing up and like coming back through a portal and like handing it to her. But I, again, could be a different timeline. Could be my brain is just connecting random events in my head, but I don't know. Yeah. It could very well be. Um, but yeah, it's uh, uh, it, it's pretty interesting that this thing has shown up everywhere. everywhere. It it has to exist through all of time because of the way that because it is like the ultimate paradox. It's the same same paradox with the uh, uh, perfect paradox, the shotgun, uh, Saint's shotgun. Um, we got the pieces of it because we pulled it from his grave in the Infinite Forest. We then assembled it went through the infinite forest and gave it to him so he could use it in his fight to then die with, to give to us. Yeah. So, um, I did find the, uh, the lore card you're referring to. So, uh, yeah, this is on the current D2, no time to explain. Oh, lore shit. Card, um, which is also the stranger, stranger's a rifle. different yeah. version of the stranger's rifle. Um, that uh yeah it it is it's showing um uh clovis i'm not gonna read the whole thing i was gonna say you can go and read it because it's very long (laughs) uh it's very long it is it's Um, a long entry but yeah clovis wades through uh a desert a, a battlefield um through this uh this portal he steps through uh this vex portal wades through a battlefield of presumably our time uh cuz it's exo human and vex vex and alien bodies litter the ground and he pulls the rifle from a group of bodies and uh holding on to the rifle is the dead body of Elsie Bray uh the her you know the exo stranger's dead body is still grasping this rifle that he you know removed gets it free of her body, runs back to his time, and then gives it to his Elsie uh, as a fucking, gift. It's fucking crazy. Like, this rifle is probably the most important and famous rifle in all of Destiny. Like, it's at, at the end of D1, we're just given 
she just gives it to us because we need it to be able to use it to give back to her eventually, I guess. I don't know. And then there's the, there's an exotic version of it in D1 as well, right? Um, cause I, I think I, so for, and again, this could, I could just be pulling at strings. I could just be remembering random things from what I remember. You had to have, um, the paradox mission as the daily heroic and you go in there and do a certain thing in a certain amount of time or kill something in a certain amount of time or do something. It's the same way like Black Spindle was, was given to you. You had to, you had to race backwards and get to the door before the door closes in order to get to yep. it. Um, but then that started this whole quest to get an exotic version of, uh, of uh, well, to get No Time to Explain in D1. Yeah, and I'm trying to remember if it's called No Time to Explain or if it had another name. I, I feel that. like it had another name, but I might be crazy. Yeah, I'm I'm not seeing it off uh, offhand, but um, but yeah. So this is what happens when ten to, years worth of time mess with you in real time, and you can't remember shit. <laughs> A little bit, but uh, but yeah. So the the long and short of it is that. This is this is another like the perfect paradox. This is a paradox of a gun. Yep. Praetor saw it. He he used the what he saw to build one himself, set it adrift in the timeline, and therefore that's why it exists in all of time. Yep. Yep. He set it adrift in the Vex network and it has showed up in multiple places, most likely. Um but so the next uh, note from Praetith, the next log comes to us from the flavor text on the shadows at twilight quest. Uh, and that text says this, it's the gap twilight gap, just like in the historical archives all laid out before me, but it's dark shadowed. There's some kind of presence hanging over the area. It's sentient. Some kind of mind. I can feel it watching me. There are pools of light sprinkled about, like jewels in the night. And as fast as it's there, it's gone. And so am I. Let's see into that one. So he's just seeing like another, another blip of time? Another blip of time. Or at, another time possibility. Uh, this, and that that's another thing. Because he's in the Vex network, he's not only seeing the timeline, he's also seeing every simulated version of the timeline that the Vex have ever thought to simulate. Because remember, inside the vault, like all, all these timelines are sent to Atheon, and then he decides which ones need to be focused on and yep. whatnot. Yep. I... Uh, so the next note from Praetith um, comes to us from the flavor text of the quest called the Simulation Core. Uh, and that text says this. I saw darkness, but not in the abstract, not like the speaker talks about it. Real flesh and blood darkness standing before me. It wore a fallen captain like he was a suit of clothes, and it laughed at me, reached out a hand, and then I was gone, off to somewhere else. And that's the end of that one. Is he seeing Taken here? 
I think I, because he would he would have never seen a taking right. before. Oh my! I think God. that's what this is. That's kind of a mind blowing thought. He he would have never like none of the fire team would have ever seen a taken. No. Holy shit! That's that's fucking. So he was shown a taken and had no clue what to even call it or do with it or discern anything. Just like, oh my god, it tried to get me, and then boop! Now I'm in another timeline. Yep. So he just saw this little blip of a, a taken captain, and was like, oh, that's that's what dark. That's is. terrifying. Yeah. And then he's off to somewhere else. Um. And uh. The last note from Pradith um, is a bit of a is a bit of a, a, a interesting take, um, but this one comes to us on the flavor text of a quest titled "The Eye of Atheon," um, and it says this: "You think of time as a constant companion." right up until you're drowning in it. Suffused in time, shivering under the glare of the conflux. Then you will know what I know. Time is a predator, and it cannot be sated. That's the end of that one. Ooh, dark and brooding, because dark and brooding. (laughs) This guy. Pretty much, yeah. But all right, so uh, Pradith is bouncing through time, seeing these little blips here and there of things to come, or things that could have happened, or things that uh, happened in the past that he wasn't around for, or you know whatever it may be. He's he's just kind of ping ponging around the timeline in this little cell that he's in, watching random events unfold. All, all of this happening pre-Destiny 1. Yes. Yeah. So uh, as he's in there, um, Destiny 1 happens. And our Guardian is resurrected. Uh, and part of the main campaign of Destiny 1 is the Exo Stranger, who we now know as Elsie Bray, um, is pushing the Guardian to investigate the Vex. Uh, and eventually the heart of the Black Garden. And it is during this campaign that um, Elsie gives us the quote of the Vex evil so dark it despises other evil. Yeah. Um, We get to the Black Garden, which is, as we said before, another pocket dimension similar to the Vogue. Um, But it's only function, whereas the Vogue has a very set, like, it is the processing house for all the Vex network. Uh, and Atheon has has their role in designating how information is disseminated and prioritized and all that. Um, the Black Garden has a different function. I've never and figured a, out that function. Well, a less complex, in some ways, function. I I would argue the only function of the Black Garden is worship. Really? Because as we know now, the, the, the Black Heart is the Vex's closest approximation to what the Veil is or was at the time that they saw it. 
and it's not that they're trying to create it. It's just this is the best they could come up with, right? Well, they they they're trying to simulate the veil. They're trying to make their own, but because they can't understand paracausality, the the black heart, the dark heart of the black garden is as close as they've that's ever it. That's gotten. the best they can get. This amalgamation of of. I guess darkness, but it's not, it's not even like true darkness, right? Like they're not, no. they're not taking darkness and infusing it with Vex stuff and going, okay, this is what we got. This is still, cause again, I'm I, 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 the animation of the, of the black heart in D one. It's this like bubbly swirling, almost strand looking thing of dark um, radial area is what it kind of reminds me of, but it, it, they're not, they're not like actively like the witness isn't sitting there going, okay, here's, here's 20 mil, here's 20 CC of, of darkness. Inject that now, see what happens. And they go, okay, master. And then boop, they, they are literally trying to uh, figure out what darkness is by doing a creation of it. And so that black heart is their closest um, uh, simulation of the veil. Correct. Yes. Now, it does seem that they may have been egged on a little bit by the witness into creating the black heart. Because the witness still um, needed, he still needed the veil for his ultimate right. goal. And since he couldn't find it, he was like, well, the Vex is the next best thing I can use to create the thing. Right. And if we remember, the black heart of the garden was connected to the traveler in a way. Like the traveler couldn't repair itself until we killed it in D1. Oh, and that's right. We know because the veil LC's like now the traveler has can be a connection, right? We that's know the right. veil has a connection to the traveler, and so it, it kind of makes sense that the black heart would also have some phantom version of that connection. Sure, uh, that is is sapping the strength of of the traveler. But um, to to substantiate the claim that the witness may have had a hand in this. Uh, the soul divisive, which is the group of Vex in the black garden that are worshiping the black heart, uh, the soul divisive grimoire card says they're not all mine, not in the way that admires, not in the way that admirers such as Oryx are mine, utterly devoted to the practice of my principle, but some of them have nonetheless found their way home. And that is a quote that is uh, attributed to the darkness, which Not, we now know as the witness. I was going to ask, is that the witness saying that? Or is that what we have now realized is a possible another entity, the voice in the darkness? You know, honestly, it could be either. And, and the reason that... I, I'm glad you brought that up. I would almost argue this may be the voice in the darkness sure. that we're theorizing is separate from the witness because of how they state this. So they say, they're not all mine, not in the way that admirers such as my man Oryx are mine. Because Oryx, or, and I guess that's the thing too, is we always thought when the witness was discovered and was a, was an entity that was named and everything, we always, and I think this is still a correct thing to say, Oryx went to the witness to learn how to take. Um, that's the implication. But yeah. but it, it could have been that he actually, that Oryx actually went to the voice in the darkness 
which then would seem it's that possible. that Callus went to the voice in the darkness, but Callus, I th- I still think has only ever gone to the witness. Yeah, I, I think Callus has only ever gone to the witness. Um, the only reason why I think this may be the voice, um, although it could just as easily be the witness, is this specifically says my man Oryx, um, which is a speech pattern that is used in the book of sorrow where oryx meets the deep and it has a very casual nonchalant like, like sit down a while yeah like, yeah like come take a dip a, in the hot very, tub while you're here a very different vibe to the dialogue than anything we have seen from the witness the witness is very like specific calculated and even like when he talks to like the witness talks down to callus like he straight up puts the fear of god in him and, yeah. and just makes him bleed from his brain holes um so yeah I, I i don't think now again that could just be the witness likes oryx more than he likes callus maybe i don't know but i think yeah i think there's a little bit of uh, just a little bit of truth here that this could be the voice in the darkness and that that voice is a more, I don't know, I don't know, maybe more comfortable with Oryx because Oryx is just doing what he wants to do. He's, he's doing everything for the darkness. He doesn't, the witness seems to want to like make themselves a god is what it yeah. seems. Whereas Oryx is just like, I'm going to do what the darkness wants. And if it, it, it just so happens to coincide with what I want to do, but I'm not trying to like become a god. I, I will be a god and that's cool, but that's not like my main. I don't feel like that's what Oryx is saying is his main goal. Um, no, I don't. I don't think. I mean, Oryx is already a god for right. all he cares. Right. Exactly. Um, like he doesn't. He doesn't see himself as like like the witness is is trying to. And I know we've completely diverged off this whole vex thing, but the witness <laughs> has definitely seen himself as like I am inserting myself and I am giving the the universe purpose. Therefore, everything has to answer to me, and it has to be this perfect shape, this final shape. And Oryx is just like. Yeah, I'm here. I've 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 become a god. I I eat worlds. I I I can take now. I I'm everything. I'm I'm the best that I can be. Yeah. Uh yeah, but so there's there's some indication that maybe there there's a guiding hand with the the soul divisive um which are the specifically only they're the only ones in the black garden. Um, and they seem to have prioritized worship of the dark heart over their over their other objective of propagate the pattern. And that was that was something we had theorized too about the Vex a long, long time ago when we talked about our uh, the light and darkness as as entity or as as uh, not entities um, tools and stuff like that. We theorized that because the darkness here is being introduced to Vex, the Vex are now becoming a different thing. They can't. They can't yeah. propagate anymore the pattern anymore because all they can do is worship because they don't understand it. So because they don't understand it, they're like, oh, well, this must be the better version of us or the better version of whatever. So therefore, we're done. We we can we can stop propagating essentially. Um, but is that is that theory still kind of holding true here, or is or is it changed now that we understand a little bit more about the black heart? No, I I think it's absolutely that they were worshiping it because they didn't have i i think they're they're absolutely worshiping it it's hard to say whether they're worshiping it because they received some kind of directive from an outside source witness voice in the dark whatever it may be 
Uh, or if they came to the conclusion of, we don't understand this, therefore it is greater than us, and worshiping it leads to our survival more than us trying to assimilate it. Sure. Um, and that just happened to also help you know, this third, this outside party, this, this dark entity. Um, it's like all these things so just happen unclear. because of happenstance, right? Like the, the Vex just so happened. To, well, I say just so happened to be in our, in our universe, but the Vex were the closest thing that the witness could use to create a veil, to do what the witness wanted to do. Granted, that would have taken millions and billions and trillions of years, which is why he needed a pocket universe to, for it to be done in, to have this black garden, to have this perfect space to do that in. Um, just so happens to align with what the darkness wants of of whatever the fuck the darkness wants, um, yeah. and and I'm I'm curious here again trying to play through hierarchies in my head of like hey Atheon is like the head of all Vex but they're a collective mind so he's not really the head of all Vex he's just the most important Vex. What's do you remember the name of the final boss in Garden of Salvation? Oh, in Garden of Salvation. Because that's presume um, again, I'm I'm jumping I'm jumping ahead, myth, but I'm I'm going to do it here for a second. Garden of Salvation is the same as the Black Garden, right? These are the same places, correct? It's the same location. Yes. Okay. Is uh, is that final boss like the Atheon of the Black Garden? Yes. Like he's like the main thing that everything for the Black Garden, the the idea of create the Black Heart, create a copy of the Veil. Every piece of that information, anything that 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 helps propagate that information, or not even helps propagate that information, anything that has to deal with that information has to go through that specific. Um, I can't remember what we called him. Construct. Um, yeah, his, his official title is just the Sanctified Mind. Okay. Okay. So yeah, but every every piece of every piece of information that deals, uh, but again, the Black Garden. Is the Black Garden still part of the Vex network? I'm assuming it is. Um, like, could it, it interact is... with with the Vault of Glass? Could it interact with the Infinite Forest, with all these other um, Vex things? It's, it's kind of unclear. I, I almost think it can't. Um, I almost think they are their own little network in and to themselves. Because I would think uh, that once they started getting, and I'm going to call it infected... I'll put that in quotations, um, by the Black Heart, you would think that that would start spreading through the Vex network. And now in Atheon, in the Vault of Glass, now that's being infected by darkness. And I don't, and it, it might be a case where, um, well, I, I think it is mentioned, and I don't, I cannot for the life of me find it. It is mentioned that the other Vex are scared of the soul divisive. So maybe they're and starting I do, to, that that's why they're starting to learn how to quarantine. And I do I think that's exactly what they've done. I think they have cut off the divisive from the main network. Um and the divisive is already in its own little pocket dimension. Yeah. So like So it's like there now it's quarantine, it's outside of everything like don't touch it. Like they <laughs> You have Daddy Atheon running around like don't touch that. <laughs> do not you see that hole over there? Do not put your finger in it. Don't do it. And he's just sitting there like wagging his finger at, at all the little hydras and stuff. Yeah. I that's what I yeah. that's what I think is happening here. So uh to to digress a bit, um Black Garden, another pocket dimension similar to Vogue, its function is worship of the black heart or theorizing. Um the Guardian that in D1 fights their way through Mar through the Mars portal uh into the garden. Um, and destroys the heart. 
uh, as well as the soul progeny. Uh, therefore, so we're we're removing by doing this, we're removing the garden from a pocket dimension and putting it squarely in our in our time. Like that's like that's the thing of of the ending of D one. Like knowing now what we know about the Black Heart, that point in time has so much significance to the entirety of the Destiny universe. It does. Like yeah. we're destroying a copy of the Veil. We're kind of like breaking the Vex free of of their worship of it. But now that like that opens a whole another can of worms. There, um, I guess they could go back to to propagating. But then they're like, no, you took away the thing that like solved the the equation for us. What the fuck? So now they're just pissed. But it also like squarely puts the Black Garden in our timeline. Yes. Uh, and so that's why at the end of D1, after you finish it, like your ghost is like, oh, we're on Mars now. Like we're we're back. Like I can I can read our location. We are on Mars yep. now. Um and so sometime after the events of uh the campaign, our guardian enters the vault of glass um, and uses Kabir's Aegis to defeat Atheon, uh, which cripples the immediate Vex danger. And we know now that we, we have only defeated what, is, what could possibly just be a simulation of Atheon. We, we yeah. have to keep going in there into the vault of glass, keep killing Atheon over and over and over again because we don't know if we've killed the real one. Yeah. And presumably and, uh, we can't kill a real well, real one, right? Like theoretically, that's that's kind of like the whole thing is like he's he's sectioned himself off so much that like every time we enter, it's just another simulation of the Vault of Glass, and we are just killing a simulation of him. Right. Uh and that that's like that's their safety barrier. Yeah. Is to to always make sure the guardian can never actually get there. But the the whole reason we're able to succeed at all is because of Kabir's sacrifice to create the Aegis to allow our light in. Uh, and that allows us to deal a massive blow to the Vex uh, kind of organization. Not a fatal blow by any means, but enough to remove them from being an immediate threat that they're going to have to recover. Um, and then that leads us to uh, the Dark Below expansion of Destiny 1. Um, so. The next kind of event that happens that's Vex-related in the Dark Below is that uh, many months after the campaign is done and we've killed Atheon and the Garden is squarely on Mars, uh, the Vex create the Axis Mind, uh, titled the Undying Mind. And the Undying Mind's goal is to try and reseal the garden away from normal space time to put it back in its pocket dimension. Re-quarantine. Uh, Re-quarantine. And the guardians um, prevent this by repeatedly killing it over <laughs> in and multiple over timelines. And over and even our own future over and over yeah. <laughs> and over. <laughs> Uh, and this is this is what's happening in the Undying Mind strike that launched with the Dark Below. Was um, that the one where at the you're you're kind of in a Vex Garden space, and at the very end there was that one Hydra that just patrolled up and down the middle? Uh, he, yes, I believe that's the 
the one. It was the one that um, Imago Loop could drop from. Um, but it was a Hydra was the main boss. I think I, I have to laugh because I think that was the first strike I ever did on Heroic. <laughs> and and my, my friend and I were in there and we were literally in there for like, I, I it, it had to have been, it felt like three hours. Like it felt like eternity we were in there and we were just whittling it down. Like one, like we'd get one, because there was one side of the room that had like a wall. And so you could kind of hide from him, but then Vex would spawn at the, at either end of it, at either end of the wall on that, on that kind of pathway. And so like you'd kill one set and then you like, pop your head out, get a few shots off, pop back in, the another set was spawned. So we were literally creating this constant loop of like doing that because the, the entire other half of the arena was just like all nice and smooth and open and everything like that. But yeah, I, I remember this strike. This was a, that was, that was one of my highlights of D1 of, of the two, yeah. of the first one we two manned because like we weren't going to sit there and wait for another guy to join us. We were like, ah, we're just going to keep doing this. And we didn't realize that like, in a heroic like you there was no rejoining <laughs> like <laughs> so yeah we just kept we just kept fighting it and killed it and yeah that was that was a that was a good highlight there for from d1 for me yeah so um fast forward quite some time to the taken war i uh, so when oryx and the taken arrive in the solar system the vex make a decision to allow some of Praetith's messages to escape Vog into the timeline and be able to be picked up by our radios. Why? Why would they do this? They had a reason. Uh, the Vanguard recover these messages and send us, the Guardian, to investigate. Uh, and this is the paradox mission that we were talking about before. Yeah. Uh, that you can play through where you are going through the vault of glass as you're picking up these messages from Praetith. So I have the transcript of the entire mission here in front of me. Yay. I'm so excited. This again, thinking back to like, this was like one of those secret missions, right? Like if it came up as the daily heroic, this is how you started the, like you had to have, I think it was like Lakshmi's, uh, uh, reputation up to like level five or level 10 or whatever, then that had to come up as the daily mission. Then you had to go complete it in a certain amount of time. And then this other thing would drop. And while you're in there, you had to interact with something else. You had to shoot oracles in a certain order or something like that. And so like, this was like the beginning of like this, this mission was like the beginning of mystery for me. It was, it was like all these little like tiny puzzle pieces would come together. So I'm super excited that we get to read through this today. Yeah. So um, the Vex had a very good reason for allowing these messages out uh and it tells us uh, a little bit about the vex um so this mission starts off getting a debriefing for my cora uh, who says this in the vault of glass it is one of the vanguard's greatest triumphs the destruction of time's conflux a victory over the vex collective mind from deep in the vault, we've received a signal laced with an old vanguard signature. Vex technology disrupts the weft and weave of time itself. A guardian has become lost, unstuck in time. We must return them home. The message we received was this. And then you hear Praetith. I am sending a message. The creatures will soon reach the heart of the vault. 
whence, once they take the vex, they'll come for the light. Nicora, this message is why you're here. Praedeth again. I don't know where I am. My name is Praedeth, and I was a member of Kabir's fire team. I just hoped... Praedeth. I've heard that name before. Scattered pieces of gear and references in the margin of a text. He is real. And as we progress through the mission, we pick up more of these messages. Uh, and uh, the first of them is this. So the Vex have predicted their own annihilation. When did they believe this would happen? Can the calculations of minds the size of planets be wrong? Nikora, if the Taken are here in the vault, they're at the heart of the Vex collective mind. Imagine the mind, the machine planets of the Vex surging with Taken power. This must not be, Guardian. Another message from Praedith. I don't know why they're letting me speak. Now, after so long. But if anyone is listening, I came into the vault with two others. Kabir was intense sometimes, and Pahanan was always talking to himself. But they don't deserve this. No one does. Our guardian continues to travel, gets to the Templar's well, and then the Gorgon's labyrinth. Uh, and collects the next message, which has Praedith saying this. I had a friend back at the tower. She used to say, Praedith, there's always room in the mind for hope. It's the crack that lets the light in. The Vex have no hope, no imagination, no drive, no fear. All they have is the pattern. Everything must fit. And if it can be made to fit, good. And if it can't, it gets cut away. Guardian continues through the mission, uh, discovers that a hydra, a taken hydra, is blocking the rest of uh, the transmissions. And so we destroy it. Um, and then we pick up uh, some additional messages. The, and the, the Taken Hydra isn't uh, Corio, right? No. It's, just, it's called the Blighted Mind. Okay. So the, it's just because the, the Taken have, have perverted this space and they've started taking things. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, so the uh, continuing messages from Praedith go like this. They think this is the end of them, a path with no escape. And yet here they are. There they were, and there they will be, and there they will have been. For them there is no paradox, 
there is only pattern, and the pattern needs the vex to see it to completion. And so the vex must continue to be. For the mind of the vex is that faith. And our guardian enters the vault of glass proper now and sees the vex fighting with taken versions of vex. And we get another message from Praetith. Welcome to the end of the Vex, their immutable future. Enslaved to a will they don't understand. A will long dead here, dead eons ago. But then they won't, will they? Because you're here. Even if you save them, the Vex won't spare the city. They won't even thank you. That's the thing about light. You never know where it'll shine. I think that's it. They're closing the door. I lived. Just remember to tell them. I lived. And then his messages end. Uh, it's the guardian, so sad. The guardian fights off the Taken... Uh, and we get to the chest at the end of the mission, um, and we discover a body along with a dead ghost. Uh, and, uh, our ghost says that this is Praetith's ghost and that she still has files in her memory. Um, and these files are all of the logs that Praetith recorded as he was watching different times unfold. Uh, and he notices that Argos notices that these logs are marked with the future war cult headers. Uh, and therefore our next step is Lakshmi. But before we get to that, I want to explain real quick what was happening in this mission. Cause it, it's not, entirely obvious especially if you're not actually playing the mission oh i i definitely understand what's going on the vex asked us for help yes the vex are exactly getting deleted and they're asked that the only way for them to fucking make it stop is to ask us for help and yep. th- he explains it at the end like they're not going to spare the city they don't care they just don't want like uh, they've gone through all the calculations and realized the only way to stop paracausality is with paracausality. Therefore, let's invite the guy in here who defeated one of our Atheons and have him defeat it. Yep. That's that's mind-blowing. The Vex asked us for help, and we acquiesced. <laughs> only because we didn't realize we were acquiescing, and they still don't give a shit about us. They are still like, okay, thanks for thanks for solving this. We'll see you when you're Vex next time. <laughs> well, and I, I don't know that we just did it because we didn't know, but like it would have been real bad if the Vex Collective would, became entirely taken. I mean, like, I guess that's the that's the like, is that such a bad thing? I mean, I I would think so because that puts the entire Vex Collective at the 
will and oh, mercy shit. of whoever can control the take him. And therefore, all the Vex at the beginning of time, at the end of time, that ever have been, that ever will be, that are, are now yeah. all take... Oh, fuck. Yeah. All right, yeah, that might might be a little <laughs> bit more important than uh, than I realized there. <laughs> so, yeah, the, the Vex have done their simulations and have concluded this is the end of our species we for die lack of a better term this, this like is, this this is the bad part of the equation this is survival yeah. failed yeah this is this is an extinction event for yeah. the vex and uh they would then just become entirely taken and vex would not exist anymore and so yeah their their way of asking us for help is allowing praetith's messages to get out to draw us in to kill the things that are going to erase them that's just that's so that's crazy that's crazy but i mean it worked like we it thought did. we were saving praetith and then we get to the end we find his ghost like okay and then we can find all these files of him being trapped here for eternity and then like okay then we take it home and we still don't even really truly realize what we just did there like we helped the vex not die but i guess i guess kind of for the greater good <laughs> kind of yeah but where I... am i where am i drawing this 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 card or again, it could just be a crazy memory of Pratith mentioning Maya Sundaresh. So you are not crazy. I am um, crazy, but not for this reason. Not for this reason. That is going to, I will tell you right now, that will be next episode. Oh, dang it. I keep jumping ahead in the timeline. Yeah. Hey, I'm Vex. But, I'm understanding Vex. Time is, the, time yeah. is, uh, time, what, what do you call that? Time is not linear? Non-linear. There yep. you go. But uh, so we we have this ghost, the Praetis ghost, with all these uh, Future War cult coded files on it, um, and we take it to Lakshmi, and presumably, uh, you know, Praetis was a member of Future War cult um, just, prior to I just his, also realized that he takes it to Lakshmi. Yes, and that Lakshmi is my Sundaresh. <laughs> In Shit. a way, yeah. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> um, but so funny enough, when we take it to Lakshmi, Lakshmi's uh, dialogue for us is, uh, a guardian I've never heard of leaves behind a ghost I've never seen carrying files stamped with cult headers, files that I would have had to authorize to be stamped that way. This kind of thing is why I wake up in the morning. Is is and that like okay? So again, my future event that hasn't happened yet in our timeline, but has happened because it's fucking Vex. Uh, <laughs> is that just her stamping her own paper with her own signature, knowing that hey, this is where this is going to get sent out to, and it'll get picked up by this Lakshmi? Because now that after ha- hearing all the veil containment shit, we know that Lakshmi or that uh, Maya in 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 Neo Muna is crazy and if you haven't listened to that whole series go listen to that whole episode i think i think it was just one episode it wasn't the whole series yeah. but maya is lakshmi and and that but it's not possibly it's not maya it could just be evil maya like yeah so to to not summarize an entirely different storyline into this point but i did um, <laughs> so yeah i i don't know that maya would have known future war cults headers unless if it was like, evil maya well even then but r- regardless the this mostly was just to show that like 
yeah, pray prayedeth like even his own faction doesn't know he existed. That's true. You know, a guardian I've never heard of leaves behind a ghost I've never seen yep. with files that only I would have known how to stamp. To authorize like, them. Yeah. Maybe that just means that Praetith previously was like Lakshmi's second in command. Maybe he maybe she thinks only she would be able to stamp them that way. But once upon a time, maybe Praetith was the co founder of Future War Call or something. Dude, there's so many there's so many theories that could be pulled out from this. Like Yeah. This 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 is why I love Destiny Lore. There's there's no concrete fucking this is this and that is that. Every once in a while there is, but for the most part it's like I don't fucking know. <laughs> uh so needless to say, we are going to end on a final reading. Um now remember when we got to the end of this mission, we saw a skeleton that was presumably Praetith's skeleton in the Paradox mission, uh, next to this dead ghost. And it was like, okay, you know, Praetith is unstuck, quote unquote, but he's dead. I mean, um, I guess that 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 specific event would tie Again, since it's in the Vault of Glass, that is now tied the Vault of Glass to our universe. In a way. But only one version of Praetith got unstuck as a skeleton. Oh. So from the Grimoire card, Mystery Praetith's Door, we get this. Praetith opened his eyes and the receiver sputtered to life. It had taken him the better part of a decade to get his crude comm scanner working, and another few years to get it transmitting. Now, in the brief window of time, when the door to his cell opened, he would call for help. He sighed, a deliberate act that caused him to cough roughly. He had no idea how much longer his body would hold out. But then, that kind of thinking was all relative here, wasn't it? Praetith stared at the sprawling mass of metal and wires, listening to the tinny sounds coming from his makeshift speaker. Before he spoke, he always made a point to listen. The words, the concepts that flowed into his mind confused him. Timelines and potentials and that might have already happened, but might happen or might never happen. A pattern was ever dancing in the edge of his vision. At times like this, when the world rushed past him, he had to hold tight to the fact that he was still breathing. He would often focus in on the intake, the output. In-breath, out-breath. Breathe, breathe. Hours later, he blinked, refocused. The static had stopped. He had missed a window. Once he would have cursed and spat. Now he just shook his head, a weak movement of the neck. The Vex had decided their end. The Guardians had interceded. The Vex were fallible. And if the Vex can be wrong, if they can make mistakes, someday... He could be free. Someday, he might leave the vault 
might see again the traveler. Until then, he would listen. He would observe. He would be the man on the outside looking in, a viewpoint into the consciousness of minds that spanned galaxies. He would try to understand the Vex. And once again, Praetith closed his eyes. And that's the end of that one. Oh. Oh. That's sad. So, Praetith is still in there, but he now has this, this thing to hold on to. The Vex are fallible. That. The Vex can that's, be wrong. They can make a mistake, which means they're defeatable. Yes. Like that's, that's the, that's the ultimate, like the the solution to the Vex is, is they are defeatable because they can make mistakes because, and, and again, I, I don't know how much of a mistake it was because again, like the taken is, is paracausality, right? Like that's, that's, that's the other half of our, of our coin here is, is, I I mean, we, we kind of play the whole coin now, but light and (laughs) dark, right? Like taking the the ability to take something is the power of the deep that is a darkness power um so because of that it is paracausality and therefore the vex can't simulate it and so as soon as the vex see oh shit it's in our network it's in our our prime housing right because the vault of glass is like that's that's everything to the vex like the vault of glass is where all timelines converge that's where all all bits of, of time data has to go through to get to Atheon so he can sort it and prioritize it and say, this is what we need to focus on. This is where we need to focus forces. This is this is where we need to start building. This is where we need to start doing whatever. Um, if that gets taken, now there is no... There's there's nothing for the Vex. They have nothing now. Like They, they don't know what to do anymore. And so for them to recognize that and to simulate a, a set of of timelines and go, okay, well, the timeline where the guardian comes in and kills everything, we don't die. Like we don't, we don't win, but winning is a, is a relative term here. Like we will always, and again, they, they, they know this as a 99.9% true statement. The Vex will always win. The Vex will always, um, and, and again, winning is a, is a relative term here. The Vex will always survive. The Vex will always be the final thing in existence in this universe because it has to be. Like it, it. That's the only way the 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 pattern equals true is is if it survives. The pattern therefore is is perfect. So yeah, it's 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 interesting me to here to to think that the Vex would allow that radio message to get out because the Vex wouldn't contact us, contact us directly because now they're now no. they're collaborating with the enemy. But to like. Well, I don't know that they'd have a means to communicate with That's us. That's the other really. thing too. Like we don't know if Vex can talk. I've I've never talked to a Vex, and so I don't <laughs> I don't know. Like the only <laughs> one that's ever kind of like communicated with a Vex is Clovis and I don't know that that's a real communication there. Like he forced it yeah. to build a portal and <laughs> that's it. So yeah. Um yeah, no, that's that's Well, and I I think it's an interesting idea. So I think what Pradith was talking about in some of the messages and paradox. So he's saying, yes, the Vex cannot understand paracausality. They cannot understand, they cannot simulate the taken. They can simulate the effects of the taken though. Sure. And the effects are our network is completely taken over. We no longer exist. This is an extinction event. 
because they are paracausal, they have no way to simulate against it. They have no defense. There is no simulation in which this is not an extinction event. Oh, yeah. This is a 100% extinction. And because they also can't simulate the light, the Vex didn't have a way to simulate the outcome of our guardian coming into the fold. Like they had, they had no way to calculate whether that would do anything or not, whether that would save them or not. And so that's what I think that's what Pradith was saying. Like, is that the Vex having faith? Is that the Vex making a guess? Yeah. (laughs) Holy shit. I didn't even think of it that way because they they really couldn't. They if they can't simulate dark, they can't simulate light either. So no. for them to just kind of like take a leap of faith, they're like take a guess, like take an educated guess. It's a it's a very educated guess. I'll give them that. It is because they've seen because because that's the other thing too is like this point in time is taking place after the vault of glass has been opened. Obviously, like the taken are here in the yeah. universe. Like so, like they've seen guardians. They've seen what what I mean. Obviously, they've they have one held up in a in a little box and the, <laughs> yeah. another one has turned itself into a shield like they know that this is a thing but they also know that there's a set of guardians that can win and and again thinking of win as a as a relative term there they they don't they don't even care that the guardians win they don't care that guardians beat atheon like it that's a, that's a that's a, a, a just a point of data to them at the end of the day they're winning and again, I, I keep using that word because I can't think of a better word for it. But their end goal, I guess, is yeah. survive, exist. And so as long as that end goal can be met, everything before it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if we win 40 battles against them. It doesn't matter if we destroy the entire Black Garden and the entire Vault of Glass and the entire Infinite Forest. They don't care if at the end of the day, at one of those timelines, they survive and they are the final thing to, to exist in the universe. That is a yep. that is a end goal complete statement to them. Therefore, that will happen. They they will allow things like that to happen. But to not even be able to simulate the light, like they're taking a, a complete wild guess here as to can the guardian defeat it? Like we don't even know if the guardian can defeat it. Like we're taking we, we we're it's a pretty educated guess, a pretty good educated guess to say that hey, there's paracausality in here, and therefore I'll, we'll use the opposite of that because again. The fact that they're inviting, and I put that in quotations, the Guardian, who has light powers, and not inviting the darkness in. Like, they... Yeah, and and the um, another thing to point out, during the Paradox mission, the Vex are non-hostile to you. Yeah, they're all neutral. (laughs) I remember that. (laughs) They do not attack the player unless the player attacks them first. And again, they're they're just sim- they're just they're just observing. They're doing what Vex would. The, they're doing the perfect thing that Vex do. They are they are creating a condition and observing, and then taking that data and reinserting it into the machine and saying, yep. "Now what?" God, Vex are Vex are so much cooler than I give them credit for. <laughs> I really like them now, and I can't kill them now. <laughs> well, they certainly don't have any, uh, you know, cutesy history or. Uh, ulterior motives that would prevent you from, you know, taking one out. Like you're, you're not even really killing them. They're all just simulations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's all they, it's, it's all a game, man. It's all a game. <laughs> but fourth so wall, you're breaking the fourth wall. 
<laughs> With that, we are uh that's the end of the episode um for this this point in our vex series uh we will continue with um some readings on some additional readings on what happens to praedith after this and then uh the vex as a whole going into destiny 2 yeah okay well um and hopefully we'll explain some more about uh, salvation garden of salvation well, yeah, that would be part of Destiny too. I would hope so, because uh, I still have tons <laughs> of questions about that. Like that's that's all. But again, that's a whole other can of worms. Uh, mm-hmm. Do we have any shoutouts tonight? Uh, we don't have any shoutouts tonight. That is mostly uh, an a byproduct of us recording pretty much back to back episodes this time around because uh, I am otherwise engaged during our normal recording time. So you can blame me. Um, but uh, okay. so no I, shouts. I'm I I still love you. Well, I appreciate that. Ha ha! I snuck uh, it into an episode. <laughs> so no shoutouts tonight. Um, but if you like what you heard and you want to support us in some way, leaving a review on your platform of choice goes a long way. Uh, if you feel strongly enough and you want to leave a text review, even better. Uh, or if you want to reach out to us, you can reach us on uh, Twitter at Myths and Stories Z instead of an S. Uh, and you may hear yourself as a future shout-out. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm just going to thank the Vex as a whole. Um, y'all are crazy. Like, y'all are, <laughs> y'all are great. I, I, you're perfect. You're, I, we now know you're infallible. So you do have a fallible. slight... Fallible. Fallible. In, yeah. Is that like inflammable? Inflammable <laughs> is the same thing as non-flammable? Non-flammable is inflammable? I don't know if those are different words. I don't know where you're going. I might things, just be making up but... words now. The Vex is taking over my mind, and I'm just going to create random words. Uh, but yeah, I, I like the Vex now. I, I think that they're... Uh, they're pretty cool. They're pretty cool. They're pretty 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 neat. Still eat. Uh, I can't say... I can't even say evil. They're not evil. No. Still bad compared to me? I don't... I don't know. I, I can be pretty bad sometimes. I... I mean, they still want to kill you. This is true. Like this is true. They they are still a threat to life as we know it. So although maybe not evil in the like has evil intentions, threat to existence. They're still they're still bad. I like that. They're still like, bad. Still a threat. Still a threat. Not <laughs> yeah. Still like, a threat. I because again, if you think of calling them bad, now we're creating a moral morality issue about it. But now it's they are still a threat. Therefore. Threat to threat to my survival is 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 not not a good thing to me because I have dubbed yeah. it morality moral moral morally morality. I'm just trying to make up fucking words now. The Vex have <laughs> taken them. They've taken me over, Myth. They've gotten in my brain. They're starting to take over my arms and shit. Um, yeah, we have created morality around it because we yeah. don't want to not exist because that's a good thing for us to keep existing. All right, now that I've confused the shit out of myself, uh, you got anything else, Myth? No, that's it. All righty. Well, then from all of us Lord Daddies to all of you Guardians out there, we'll see you next time.